Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And as we like to say, we'll help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, who has been helping us out here on CCO for 20-plus years. And we appreciate I know our listeners do uh, every week, Dan. Appreciate the help you uh, bring forth here. And for those folks who may be new to the show, thanks for joining us. If you do have an issue with your car, truck, or van, whatever the case may be, and before you bring it to your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, uh, ask Dan a question. You might uh, get a little more information, which helps everybody uh, when uh, it comes to car repair, both uh, you and uh, the person that's going to write you up and fix your vehicle. So... Uh, 651-989-9226. We've got a line open for you if you want to use the phone. Or like some folks, Dan, have already done, send Dan a text, 81807, 81807. Well, normally, this time of year, you and I talk about, uh, if you haven't done so already, getting your cars ready for uh, winter. Yeah. We have uh, Thanksgiving coming up. A lot of folks will be on the road. And it looks like, at least from now, that it looks like it's going to be at least around here. Some good weather. Oh, good. Thanksgiving, mostly sunny right now, high near 40. So that's a little, uh, which makes for safer drivers. Yeah, it does make for much safer travel, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. What are folks uh, bringing their vehicles into to Lloyd's this week for? Dan, Dan the Tire Man right oh, now. Oh, you're back <laughs> again, the, uh, the uh, snow tire. They were piled up in my bay. You know, uh, That's Mich- a lot of work. Well, Michelin Tire just started a, a uh, rebate, so the, you, oh. get a, uh, you get a cash card back if you buy tires, and so... People are taking advantage of that, and it's a good idea. But yeah. Dan asked to put them on, so <laughs> that's like you said. You don't have to go to the gym. Well, the okay. uh, I, I think I said it last week. The all the tire equipment has over the years landed in my bay, so it just is, makes sense that I'm the one <laughs> that right. does it, and I don't mind doing it. But but uh, yeah, after twenty of them or so in a day, it starts to wear you out. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. Well, if you have a tire question, oil question, whatever the case may be, uh, from your vehicle, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six or text. 81807, kind of a follow-up. I sent you a text last week because I thought I had to bring my vehicle over because that uh, engine light, you know, service engine now or soon, I think it said, was on, and I was hoping that it would just be the uh, gas cap. And it was on the way in. I told you, I got into it, it's still on. But I had adjusted the gas cap. Right. And looking at the manual, and believe me, I follow your advice once in a while. I, I look at the, <laughs> I look at the manual, and it said it may take a few trips. Yeah. To re to reset, and it took the one trip. Yeah. And uh, it was back. So evidently, I was I didn't tighten down that cap enough. That that'll certainly do it. Could be a lot of other things too. Yeah, that that's just true. coincidentally, you, you know, it it failed one time. Uh, it every every system on your car does a self test, and and when it fails. Uh, it turns on the check engine light, so you know there's a problem, and it stores data that we can retrieve, and uh, and then uh, if it runs that test again, and it passes the second time, then then it'll shut the light back off. So I was that's gonna what's going on. Ask you in reading the manual, what's the evaporative system? What what does that do? Just that. That's the gas. That's your gas tank. Keeps it uh, all the fuel system. lines. It keeps it sealed. Oh, all right. The reason that your check engine light comes on 
if you don't put your gas cap on securely is is the fact that uh, the system is not sealed anymore. It does a self-test. It, it actually applies vacuum to the tank you know, oh. from the engine. Then it closes all those valves and it measures, uh, the, it wants to see that the, it actually holds that vacuum uh, for a period of time. And, uh, of course, if your cap is loose, it won't, and then it'll turn on your check engine light. It is. So, but the evaporative system is exactly what you're talking about with the gas cap. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Dan, a text came in earlier today, long before you got here, and I think it's an interesting question. Uh, Dan, uh, what do electric cars use to heat the car cabin in the winter? I'm not sure exactly what what the element is. a good is. question. It's obvious, it? it obviously has to be electric. Sure. Because uh, that's their power source, and it's probably efficient. I would think that it, uh, instead of having to wait for your uh, coolant to, right. to heat up like we do on, on our cars, uh, I think that this probably happens much much quicker. But there's all those all those thoughts about on an electric car. What's the, how does the heat work, and uh, the efficiency of running it while the lights are on? You know, and and so uh, they're they're pretty well engineered to figure all that out, uh, so that it doesn't take very much power uh, to run them. I think so, I told you I have a friend who has a Tesla. Yeah, and I said. I don't think you have to change the oil. He goes, nope. Yeah, there is none. Yeah. <laughs> there is none. You know, Tesla has the market uh, a little rattled right now because yeah. they're, they're, they seem to be for real. Yeah. And uh, they're impressive vehicles. And uh, I think the rest of the manufacturers are now playing catch up just a little bit. Yeah, uh, a little to, bit. To, uh, to compete with that. Dan, we have, we have folks on the line. Uh, so stay on there. Don't go away. We have to take a quick <laughs> break. Texters will pick up on your questions as well. Uh, We're talking car care here on CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Uh, I know where you are, 982 Grand Avenue. See, I thought I'd throw that out. Yeah, yeah. I memorized it by now. Yeah. (laughs) But how do we get in touch with the otherwise? You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Come on over, 982 grand, or you can give us a call. Uh, let's see, Jim will be there this morning okay. at 651-228-1316. Excellent. All right, we've uh, mentioned that we had callers and the texters, so let's help them out, uh, Dan. Who was first here? It would be Hugh calling from White Bear. Hugh, good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you? I have a uh, 2005 um, Chrysler minivan that's got a battery that's only a year old. It's new, and I park it in the garage. It, I go out, if I wait, I only put on about two, two to three miles a day on it. And I go out the next day, and it won't start. The battery's dead. Hmm. What's... Well- what's uh, what can I do? Well, one of two things: either you have a defective battery, and that's no. Other, well, I took it back to the dealer, and yeah. he said the battery's fine. Yeah, I was going to say that's not likely. More more than likely, there's something wrong on the car, and so the test procedure will be that uh, somebody is going to put a uh, digital voltmeter uh, in series uh, to read to read how many amps the vehicle is drawing when the when the vehicle is parked. And uh, really, if it has any, 
something's wrong and something's staying on. We we usually use about 250 millivolts as our uh, as our uh, draw, and uh, so if it's if it's drawing anything more than that over a period of time, it'll draw the battery down to dead. And so uh, if you put that meter on your vehicle, on your vehicle, find out how much it's drawing, and I'm sure it is drawing too much. Then the task comes down to now where do I where do I find what's drawing, and that's tricky because uh, where we would start is start pulling out fuses one at a time, uh, see if that causes it. If we can isolate it down to a circuit, maybe a, a component, maybe the radio's not going quiet when it's supposed to, maybe the the amp and the radio is is not working right, or maybe there's a light staying on somewhere, although oftentimes that's easier to find if you yeah, go look at night. Sure. Uh, but it can, be, it can be anywhere. Literally anything on the car that uh, runs off electric power that's staying on and, and not settling down and going to sleep when it's supposed to will make the battery go dead. And yeah. It actually can be any of the computers, too. You know, when you, sh- when you park the car and shut the car off, all the computers need to go into a sleep mode, too. And if one of the computers is not going into a sleep mode, that'll It'll drain it. it there. Yeah, but so. you, you, you could can be do, anywhere. It really could be. That's yeah. why you got to bring it in. Right. Good luck with that, Hugh. Doug in South Haven is next on CSU. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. I got a question on uh, carbon buildup on intake valves on direct injection engines. <laughs> it's a problem. I know. I know that it is a problem, and and uh, and. It's something that needs to be dealt with. They make uh, cleaners that that you can run in the vehicle that that help on that. Uh, there's actually a mechanical process that we go through if if it gets bad enough where the and it can get bad enough where the carbon builds up and and gets uh, so much on there that it holds the valve open and so then there's no compression on that cylinder and it causes a misfire. And uh, in that case, you know the the uh, something has to come off. Oftentimes the intake manifold has to come off so we can get at the back of those valves. And then you need to, you know, m- m- manually get in there and, and spray them with a carbon blaster and, and scrub the valves clean uh, to get everything working again. But, uh, but if, you, if you look for, there's fuel additives that uh, will help take care of that. There's um, systems that, that can run uh, from the air side and get to the back of the valves and clean them. But uh, that's a, that's a real deal. It's a big deal, and uh, needs to be needs to be taken care of. Mm. One of the things that they recommend is make sure that you use the right fuel. Uh, if you know it's a high compression engine, and, and oftentimes they recommend premium fuels. Okay. And so, uh, if they do, uh, you should absolutely use them. Okay, there you go, Doug. Before we break, Gary is in Savage with a question. What is your problem there, Gary? Yeah. Good morning. My problem is I have a two hundred. 2013 Kia Sorento, and the car has been fantastic, but suddenly I've got my passenger side door lock that's not locking, and of course, when you put the car in drive, you know, it automatically locks all the the doors and and the hatch, Mm -hmm. but now the one, the passenger uh, side door is not locking, and of course, when you put it into uh, drive, it just keeps clicking and that until everything else is shut down. And I did go to the dealer and he says, well, the only thing they can do is take the door apart and replace whatever the control mechanism is for that door. Mm -hmm. 
Is there any other suggestion you might have that can you do it without doing that? It's like a $300 job. Yeah, no, that's a, that is the solution. Um, you know, that it can be, di- it can be disabled if you, uh, don't want to spend the money, but the the trouble is that actuator. It's actually a little electric motor in there, and that actuator has gotten weak. It's lost its strength uh, for one reason or another, and uh, you know perhaps it's that it's gotten uh, bound up in there for some reason. If it's if it's gotten corroded or rusty inside the door panel, there that can cause it. But <clears throat> most often it's just that the motor's gotten weak over a period of time and needs to be replaced and. The, the solution is going to be to take that door panel off, which, by the way, on most cards is not a big deal. Really? It looks complicated, and, and you have to be careful doing it, but but uh, we do it all the time, and oftentimes it's pretty simple. But And then that actuator would need to be replaced in there. And quite frankly, $300 for that sounds like a pretty good deal. Does it really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. for that kind of it labor, sometimes yeah. can cost a lot more than that. All right, Gary, there you go. Good luck with that. Dan, we need to take a bottom-of-the-hour break. We're going to pick up on some text messages. If you want to send Dan uh, your car care question via text, that's 8107. Or call us, 651-989-9226. In the Twin Cities, overcast and 33 degrees. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. 33 is our Twin City temperature reading. We're in the midst of our car care show. Denny Law here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We, we're going to get back to the phones, Dan, but I don't want to uh, ignore our texters as well. Uh, here is one. Came in a 2002 Buick Regal. Uh, the taillight license plate 15 amp fuse failed. Replaced, but fuse failed again. What do you think is causing this? Well, if it's uh, if the fuse is blowing, it's that you know that's the purpose of a fuse is to save the circuitry. It's the weak link in the circuit, so that when the system gets shorted, uh, it, it uh, the fuse blows rather than the wiring burning up or the car burning up, <laughs> which can happen. Uh, so they so the the reason the fuse is blowing is for a good reason, and and the tr- the trick is to find that. Start at the bulb, of course. The most common place for problems to happen are is uh, is at the bulb where. Think a bad connection can cause things to melt down, and if they melt down, they'll they'll uh, sometimes short and and cause that problem. Yeah. But, but that's why the fuse is blowing. So don't put a bigger fuse in and think that that's going to solve your problem because it's uh, it's a safety thing now. We had talked about at the beginning of the show about tires <clears throat> that you've been mounting a lot of tires lately. Someone wants to know, and I don't know if you can give a ballpark figure. They're looking uh, to uh, get four tire Michelins. They want. For a 2013 Ford Explorer, they're 20-inch tires. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so what do you think for tires themselves, mounted, balance, et cetera? Any idea, ballpark figure, what that would cost? I have no idea. I don't either. I, I bet. I mean, they, they got to be, be, what, at least a sure, couple hundred dollars a piece. Oh, I'm sure they're at more than $1,000 yeah. for four of them. And, yeah. yeah I, but I really don't know. Right. And uh, But I'm sure that it won't make you happy. That's Not with 20-inch <laughs> tires. 20-inch right. tires are very expensive. Yes. So beware. All right, Daryl in St. Paul has a question. Uh, go ahead, Daryl. Good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, just a quick question. You're a twenty got a 2013 uh, Ram with a 5.7 Hemi in it, and the owner's manual uh, recommends uh, 89 octane. It says you can use 87 octane. And my question is, is that just a performance issue, or is there something else in there that I should be aware of? Well, it, it's mostly a performance issue. The, the the gasoline is a is a tricky thing. The 
different octane readings uh, don't actually have anything to do with power. There's no more energy in a premium fuel than there is in a regular fuel. The difference is the premium fuel has a much higher rate of pre-detonation. In other words, it it uh, it won't pre-ignite from compression or from uh, heat the way that as as soon as a regular fuel will. Your car is smart enough to be able to tune itself down. If that pre-ignition is happening, the, it it actually can ruin the engine. So you you don't want that to happen. And the manufacturer. Uh, has safeguards built into the system to take care of that, uh, but how it does is it is it reduces performance so that the uh, the pre ignition doesn't happen. And so if you don't use the premium fuel or the fuel that they're recommending, uh, just know that the vehicle will not perform up to the standards that you paid for when you bought the vehicle. Okay. So that's that's what the premium fuel thing is all about. Is that it. Uh, it won't pre-ignite the way a regular fuel will. Uh, thank you, Daryl. I don't know if Carl in St. Paul has a similar question. What is your question, Carl? Thanks for calling. Uh, good morning, Dan. See, I have a question. <clears throat> um, it's in regards to uh, uh, unleaded fuel and uh, the mid-grade. And uh, I filled up with the mid-grade. Uh, I have an 02 Ford Ranger anyway. Um, they said uh, the lower grade, you, you won't. You get better mileage than you will with the, the mid-grade. Uh, what is your take on that? Well, you know, <laughs> I think it's a matter of opinion because you'll ask one person, does uh, does premium fuel or regular fuel give you better mileage? And and one person will argue one way, the other one will argue the other way. I think the, uh, the truth is uh, when it comes to mileage, the probably the bigger difference has to do with the amount of, of alcohol, uh, the ethanol that they put into the fuel. You know, the more el- alcohol, the more ethanol they put in, the, the, that does lower your gas mileage. That's just a fact. Um, um, so I, I don't know that the grade, the, uh, the octane has too much to do with, with mileage. But, you know, my recommendation to people is play around with it. Uh, try one, see if it see what happens with that, then try it again to be sure that you get the same sure. results. And, and uh, if, it, if it helps, then that's what you should do. We have a text message. Thank you, Carl. Uh, again, about oil. We get that all, every week. Uh, the oil in my vehicle is synthetic or semi-synthetic. Do you recommend either? I do. Yeah. <laughs> As always, recommend, do, what, do what the manufacturer recommends. Right. But, you know, synthetic... Uh, Right on down to conventional motor oils are, you know, kind of a good, better, best. And my recommendation is always use the best. Yeah. You do that. You know, you actually bring your own oil and filter when I change your oil (laughs) for you. And and you buy the best filter that you can find and you bring the best motor oil that you can find. And and I think that's a good idea. I think it's cheap maintenance all the way Cars are expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I did say, I got to tell Dan, I actually... I check the oil in my wife's vehicle, in my vehicle, in Tony's vehicle about three days ago. I wonder how many people check their oil. I don't do it often well, as I should. Based on when I change motor oil on cars and pull the drain plug out, not many people <laughs> not check enough. their oil because right. it quite frequently happens where it's just a little dribble out of the bottom yeah. of the pan, Ooh, and that's, that's really scary. hard on a motor, I so guess. don't do that. Texter says the heater fan makes an annoying humming noise when on low speed. There isn't any debris in the fan. It's a Toyota Camry. 
Oh, well then, I mean, the motor, all, that was going to be my suggestion is that there's debris in the fan. I had one yesterday, actually, where the mice had uh, built a nest on top of the cabin air filter, chewed through the cabin air oh. filter. So, of course, the debris uh, fell through the cabin air filter and fell into the fan motor itself. And then, of course, it's out of balance and it makes a terrible noise when you when you run it. But if if you're sure that there's no debris in the fan and the and the fan makes an annoying noise, then the bearing must be going bad yeah. in the motor, and the motor will need to be replaced. Dan Texter says I bought a 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee in May. When I went to use the rear window defroster, the light on the button comes on when I push it, but it doesn't defrost the window. How do I troubleshoot this problem? Well, you could do it with with a test light or a light bulb. Actually, it's very simple. Uh, on the back window someplace, maybe under the plastic uh, trim around the back window, but somewhere there's two wires that go to the grid on the on the uh, window, and you just find those two wires, and those two wires, one of them should be power, the other should be ground, and if you just run a test light between those two wires, the light should light up when you push the button. If the light does light up, then you've got... Uh, you know, a break in the grid itself. And that's complicated because oftentimes it requires that you replace the window itself. The whole window, yeah. yeah. So, Good luck with that. Uh, Texter says, it's a 2016 Buick Enclave. I heard that when started, it won't shift until the engine and all is warm. Is that right? Sometimes it just won't shift and it is too new to have trouble. I agree. And no, that is not normal. That it sh- It should not have to warm up, you know, Maybe just a little bit, but but not more than a few seconds before you should be able to put it into gear. Wow! And so if you're having trouble with that, and it's a 2016, that should probably go back under warranty and be. I checked. should say. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, 2011. I know we are almost out of time. 2011 Ford Ranger cold weather 2000 RPM starts to come down, jumps back up, then comes down normal, no codes. So it sounds like the uh, idle idle is yeah. is surging for some reason. Oftentimes, that's caused by a vacuum leak. Uh, it can be caused by uh, carbon buildup on the throttle plate itself. So I would recommend that you bring that in. And if you do, uh, they'll they'll it certainly has something to do with air. Either too much air is getting in, or not enough air is getting in. It, both can can cause that. But uh, if they find a vacuum leak or or find a carbon buildup somewhere. They'll take care of it, and usually it's a pretty simple fix. All right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to print out the uh, text messages that we didn't get to, and we'll open up with those next week. That sounds great. Have a great Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. weekend. Yeah, Yeah, have a great Thanksgiving, you and your family. I will. Thank you. very much. You too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.